0: Welcome. Hope you guys had a good weekend. Hope you enjoyed the Super Bowl. Thought it was a really, really good game. Uh, And uh, yeah, I bet bet on the Chiefs, so that was a positive. Had a profitable uh, betting weekend, so that was good. Over the weekend, uh, did make some money uh, playing some DFS. I've been running really, really good on prize picks as well. So, hoping to keep it going Uh, heading into the new week. We got, what, four slates, I think? The last day is Thursday, then we got the All-Star break for a week. Um, But... Yeah, 11 games excited for this one and let's just get into it before we do though the sponsor is prize picks if you guys are not familiar again you can use the code dkdfs for 100 match up to 100 i've linked down below as well but it's a player prop site i have content for it almost every single day i'll have a video up after this so make sure to check that one out if you guys are playing over there and uh, if you guys are looking for premium content, you can check my Patreon link down below. I saw the XFL contest just got released. I am really excited for that. Good contest. I will be covering it. So I'll have a video up breaking that down once uh, salaries do come out. But let's start off with Atlanta and Charlotte. So on the Atlanta side, Trey Young probable. Collins and McDonavich are questionable. Sadiq Bay is expected to play. Now, if Collins and McDonavich both miss, I would think that Sadiq Bay probably moves into the starting lineup. I just don't know how much he would play. So we could have some ballet for Atlanta. You know, maybe A.J. Griffin becomes playable at the flatman price. So we'll keep an eye on those two. But assuming everyone plays, I don't think there's anything that stands out. I think Trey Young at 9-7 is always a guy that I like his upside in tournaments. He's gone for 66 and 58 two of the uh, last two games. It's a really good matchup. DeJounte Murray, 8-9. I feel like he's still a little bit too close in price to Trey. where I would just rather get to Trey Young. Capella, he's splitting the center miss with a Kongu. He's basically playing, you know, high 20s minutes. That's fine. Hunter's always a fine last piece in, but if everyone plays, I don't think there's anyone that I'm going out of my way to prioritize. On the Charlotte side, I do like Lamella Ball at 10-4, just because the minutes, he's going to play close to 40 minutes. This is an up-tempo game against Atlanta Hawks. So, and he's a guy that can stuff the stat sheet. I think Lamella looks pretty good. Rogier's a fine tournament play. Deja Washington, 6-1, is going to play a lot, probably mid-30s minutes. Kind of a last-piece-in guy for me. Gordon Hayward is 4.9K. He's no longer on a minutes restriction. I feel like that's a, a little bit too cheap for Gordon Hayward. So, pretty good value there. And then I think one of the better values right now, Mark Williams dealt some foul trouble last game against Jokic, only played 21 minutes. But the first game he played 31 minutes in the start. I think if he stays out of foul trouble, he's going to play close to 30 minutes. He's over a fantasy point-per-minute guy. I think he looks like a really good value. If you wanted to pivot, it's Nick Richards at 3-6 who also... Pretty good pump for a guy. With Mark Williams getting in foul trouble last game, he got extended to play 27 minutes. So I've some both centers, but I think Mark Williams is obviously be more optimal of the two. San Antonio and Cleveland, tough tough spot here for the Spurs. Um, I think Keldon and Jeremy Sohan are fine GPP plays. They're expected to play. Branham four eight. It's fine. I think my favorite play probably is Zach Collins. Does with a little bit of foul trouble last game and the blowout. Only put 23 minutes. But if he stays out of foul trouble, I think he pushes for close to that 30-minute mark. So he stands out as a pretty good value. Vasquez, questionable question, if he plays, I would think he gets the backup five run. Devontae Graham is at least a little bit interesting at 3.5. Still played 24 minutes last game. Does have the shooting guard eligibility. so But just, just a tough team to talk, to, uh, talk about, as always the Spurs. Moving on to Cleveland, uh, nothing really stands out here for the Cavs, but good matchup. There's some blowout risk. They're like, what, 14 point favorites, I think. So Mitchell, Garland, Mobley, Allen, all fine options to me, all guys that have ceilings, but I'm not going to go out of my way to prioritize any of those guys. Moving on to Utah and the Pacers. So there's a good amount to like here for the Jazz. Marking in 9-1, more of just like a fine contrarian spin up. I don't love the price point, but he's going to play a lot. Should play 30 mid-30s minutes or so. Clarkson, another kind of last piece in guy for me. The priorities from here, the guys that stand out, would be some of these cheaper options. I like Walker Kessler a good amount, 5.6k. 30, 32, 35 minutes over the last three games. I think he's gonna play 30 plus minutes. He's a good rebounder, good shot blocker, and it's a reasonable price point. So I like Walker Kessler a good amount. I think Colin Sexton at 5-2 stands out as one of the better values in the board. Played 31 minutes last game, did deal with some foul trouble, fouled out in that time. He probably would have played a little bit more. I like Sexton, I think Olenek is solid at 4.8. He probably sees 25 to 30 minutes, somewhere in that range. Reasonable price point for him. Then I'll mention THT. so he got extended a little bit last game with Sexton foul trouble, played 27 minutes. I think on average, we're probably getting 23, 24 minutes from THT, but um, still a guy that not a bad point per minute and does have shooting guard small forward uh, eligibility. So I think he stands out a pretty good value. Moving on to the Pacers. So the big news here is Halburn and Turner. They're both questionable. If they're both out, well, number one, if Halburns out, it's going to be McConnell and Nemhard that benefit the most. They'll kind of split the point guard duties. Both will look really, really good. We'll keep behind the starting lineup. If McConnell starts, I think he looks phenomenal. If Miles Turner's out, it's going to come down to who starts the center position for me. They could go to Daniel Tice. They could also go to like Jalen Smith or Isaiah Jackson. So we could have some value there. I think whoever starts would be the guy I feel the best about. And then... If they're both out, going to be more usage for guys like Buddy Heald and Benedict Matherin and Aaron Ace. So like everyone else in this lineup is going to look better to those two are out. Now, if Halliburton and Turner are both in, I think it would be mainly those two that i look to in, in Halliburton and in Turner. Maybe a little bit interesting in Heald, a little bit interesting in Matherin, but um, yeah, this seems to look a lot more interesting if those two guys are out. Houston and Philadelphia, so tough spot here for the Rockets. KPJ is still out. Uh, Shingun and Jalen Green I like for tournament and uh, GPPs. They, you know, they have ceilings, but not the best spot here. Shingun's got, you know, potential foul risk against Joel Embiid. Jalen Green, you know, if he makes his shots, he has a ceiling 40-plus in two of the last three games. The game where he did not go for 40-plus was the game they shot 5 of 19, and that can happen with Jalen Green. Martin and Smith are kind of just last piece in, guys, for me. You did, you did see Jay, Jay Sean Tate start last game. They deal with a little bit of foul trouble. If he starts again at 3.5K with a point guard, small forward eligibility, then I think he stands out as a good value, probably my favorite play on Houston. On the Philadelphia side again, Embiid went through shoot around, so I just expect him to play. Um, they've been li- listing him as questionable every single game. 11 4 is a reasonable price point for him. Nine heart, nine eight is fine for Harden, but everyone else got to be secondary plays with Harris, with Maxi, with Melton. If you want to land on those guys in a really good spot here against Houston, like it's fine, but I'm not going to go out of my way to, to jam those guys in. So, Philly pretty easy to talk about. Denver and Miami comes down to injuries here for Denver. You got Jamal Murray questionable, you got Aaron Gordon questionable. If they're both out, we're going to have some value here. Bruce Brown would start and become a pretty good play at 5.3K. You'd also get Vlodko Kankar starting 3.7, but 24 minutes last game. He would be a reasonable value. So those two would benefit if Murray and Gordon are out. And then just Jokic would look a little bit better. I know it's not the best matchup, but it's Nikola Jokic. He's kind of matchup proof. MPJ would probably be the second guy on offense. ACP's role really wouldn't change. Um, so... Let's move on to Miami. Uh, on the Miami side, you got Ty the Hero now doubtful, which really, really hurts my best ball team. I was looking good. And then Hero gonna miss this game. It just it really sucks for me in the playoffs in best ball. Um, but yeah, with Hero most likely not expected to play. This team is really short So my guess is you get Max Struess moving into the starting line. If get the starting lineup of Gabe Vincent, Struce, Martin, Jimmy, and Bam. And then again, this team would just be short You get Highsmith off the bench, you would get, you know, Landon Robinson playing the backup five. And then probably. Booyer, I would assume, would enter the rotation and play a little bit. So uh, yeah, this team is, again, relatively shorthanded. Bam, I don't love the price point, though. 9.4K is a tough price point to get to. Not saying you can't get to him, but uh, price is a little bit hard to prioritize him. Now, Jimmy Butler is a bit easier to get to, only 8.5K, especially if Hero is out, which he is not expected to play. So I think Jimmy really stands out. And for value, Gabe Vincent, 4.5, no Tyler Hero. He's going to play a ton of minutes. I like him quite a bit. I think Max Strus stands out as a good value, assuming he starts, but 39 minutes last game. Uh, Caleb Martin, 4-7, it's kind of just like there to me. Um, I think I'd rather get to Vincent, rather get to Struce. The other value, again, Highsmith will see rotation minutes. I don't know if it's necessary to go there. I think Bouye will play a bit as the backup point. Orlando Robinson should get the backup five run, but yeah, I'm expecting that to be the eight-man rotation with Hero not expected to play. Brooklyn and New York. So on the Brooklyn side, I don't know if there's anything that really stands out here Spencer Dinwiddie's 8K, um, played 31 minutes last game. He's probably the guy at the highest ceiling. Cam Thomas moved back to the bench and only played uh, 18 minutes, so probably can't go to him unless he starts. Nick Claxton 7-2. I would say he's probably my favorite play in the team. That, that does feel a little bit too cheap. Dealt, dealt with some foul trouble last game, only played 29 minutes. The Wings, you got Mikel Bridges at 6.6, played 34 minutes in his first game. That's fine. Cam Johnson played a good chunk of minutes. He played 28 minutes. Like he's a reasonable play. You're going to see Dorian Finney-Smith. You're going to see Royce O'Neal play good minutes, but the price points on both are like, eh. eh." Royce O'Neal actually only played 17 minutes last game. So Joe Harris is 3-6. His minutes ticked down. Don't really know if there's anything else here for Brooklyn. So relatively boring team to talk about. On the Knicks side, you got Josh Hart playing in his first game. He came off the bench. I want to see if that will continue or maybe he moves into the starting lineup, but he still played, he still played 26 minutes. As far as the top end guys go, Randall, Brunson, Barrett, they're all kind of last guys into me. Um, Barrett, 6'2, still played reasonable minutes, 34 minutes, so. They're all fine. Again, Hart, if he moves in the starting lineup, would like him a little bit better. Quickly feels priced about right. You'll get Hartenstein. You'll get Jericho Sims splitting the center minutes. The ceiling is a bit higher, though, on Hartenstein. Orlando and Chicago. So for the Magic, I think the main guys look pretty good here in a good matchup. You got Paul Bancaro, 7.3K. Should play mid-30s minutes. Franz Wodner, 6-1. <clears throat> probably sees low, low to mid-30s minutes. Um, Marco Fultz, a guy that's consistently been playing 30-plus minutes. Um, reasonable price point. Still has the ceiling, even though we haven't seen it recently. Juan Carter Jr. is 5.7K, k. little revenge game narrative if you're into that. He's going to see around 30 minutes and is at a fair price point. Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, they'll see decent minutes off the bench. Cole Anthony, not a bad point per minute guy. Always a, always someone I do have a little bit of interest in for tournaments. Jalen Suggs played 28 minutes last game, 27 the game before. Um, I think he is a at a fair price point, but you do have Gary Harris back. Um, so... I think Suggs-Mets may be a little bit riskier, but yeah, that's probably it for Orlando. Moving on to Chicago. So Chicago, fully healthy team. I don't know what to do with them. Vooch, Levine, DeRozan are all fine tournament plays. It's the revenge game for Vooch. Again, if people factor that in at all, which I don't, but you're into that, sure. All three I like the ceiling on, but kind of hard to prioritize them. These guys in 11-game slate. The guards all feel priced about right with White, with Crusoe, with Io, um, 3.1K for Drummond. We want to take a shot in him and hope he gets extended, or hope Vucek gets in some foul trouble. Will be my guess. But I think there's there's enough good center plays that we probably don't need to do that. The world's know Oklahoma City. So you got CJ McCollum, questionable, which is pretty big news. Brandon Ingram in Zion's gonna be out for a while still. If CJ's out, I think Ingram stands out as one of the best plays at the slate. Either way, I think Ingram is too cheap at seven eight. But if, if McCollum's out too, I, I do like Ingram quite quite a bit. And then. If McCollum's out, I'm not sure what they're going to do with the starting lineup. Um, they could go to Alvarado. They could go to newly acquired uh, Josh Richardson. So we'll see. Um, my guess would be one of those guys starts if CJ is out. The wings all feel priced about right, but I do like the ceiling of Jonas Tunis. He didn't have the best game last game, but that made sense, right, against a tough Cleveland front court, Still put 24 minutes. He's a guy that most of the time we see low to mid-20s minutes, but... If he plays really well or just gets extended and plays close to that 30-minute mark, he can break the slate. So I like his upside a good amount here in GPPs, but that's probably at And keep an eye on the CJ News. That is big. Could open up some guard value and then would make Ingram look better. On the Oklahoma City side, nothing really standing out. I think Shea at 10-7 is always playable. Giddy at almost 8K is fine. Jalen Williams, if he has one of those games, where he goes for like 22 steals. Yes, he has a ceiling. Blue Dort, eh. Whoever starts at the 5, I guess it's a fair play. You have Sarich that's available now, too. You just never know with this team. But I guess whoever starts at the 5 would be a playable option in tournaments. Minnesota and Dallas, you got Gobert. Healthy, you got Conley available. Um, not necessarily the best matchup, so there's nothing really standing out to me. Anthony Edwards is 9.6. A viable contrarian spend. Up Rudy Gobert is 6.5. That's like a reasonable price point. I guess assuming he plays, he's not listed as questionable. Um, if Gobert misses, you can look to Nas Reed, who would be too cheap if he does start. Uh, maybe one day he'll he can avoid foul trouble. Conley, most likely in a competitive game, would see low 30s minutes. Slow-mo is a fair last guy in, as is McDaniels. Prince at 3.4. Minutes tick down a bit, but still a guy I think you could use as a punt play. On the Dallas side, so nothing really staying out for me for Dallas. And Christian Wood is way too pricey. I think Luka with Kyrie there is a bit overpriced. More um, for 43 fancy points in 41 minutes last game. Kyrie at 10-3 with Luka available. Eh, eh. Tim Hardaway is questionable. I don't really know if that would do a ton, though. I guess, like, Josh Green and Bullock could probably put a little bit more if, if he's out. But White Powell, Ben starting... I still don't feel great about it, though, because you got Wood there. You even got JaVale McGee that's been playing some minutes. Uh, I don't know if that's going to continue, but yeah, Dallas, pretty boring team to talk about. Washington and Golden State here. So Kuzma is questionable. If he misses, it's going to make Porzingis look better. It's going to make Brad Beal look better. I don't love the price of Porzingis at 9.9, but he can still have a good game against this Golden State front court. Brad Beal. Minutes, probably not going to see more than, like, low 30s, but still had, uh, you know, it's gone for 40-plus now in the last four games. Denny Advia, 6K, probably sees around 30 minutes. Don't love the price on him. Gafford most likely sees mid-20s minutes, a reasonable play. Morris, DeLon Wright, Kendrick Nunn are all viable tournament options, but no one I'm going to go out of my way to prioritize. And if Kuzma's in, just makes Porzingis look a little bit worse. makes Kuzma look a bit worse. It makes kind of all the value look worse, too. Golden State, States, so is still no Steph Curry. Um, I've been both the guards with Poole and with Clay Thompson. Poole kind of plays the Steph Curry role. He's been playing really well with Curry out, um, you know, getting a lot of shots up, doing a lot of the ball handling. So I like Jordan Poole still. I think Clay Thompson's a fine pivot. He shot 5 of 21 last game, so didn't have the best game, but uh, he is a guy that if he gets it going, clearly has a ceiling because the previous two games before that one for 49 and one for 51. So I like clay is a uh, tournament pivot. I think a lot of people look to pool, but I think you could play clay over him in GBPs. Draymond and Wiggins, reasonable price points for both. Draymond should see low to mid-30s minutes. Andrew Wiggins, assuming he plays, probably sees low 30s minutes if he misses. Even Shenzo probably benefits. Kaminga probably benefits. Kavan Looney's 4.2. Most likely sees low 20s minutes. I think that's a fine price point for him. Ty Jerome, been a part of the rotation. You know, Ben playing close to 20 minutes a game. There's probably better value, but if you wanted to look to him as a dart throw, uh, you could do that. And finally, the Lakers and the Blazers. So This one kind of comes down to LeBron James. He's questionable. If he misses, then we can start considering some of these secondary Lakers. You know, Anthony Davis will look a bit better, 10.6. He's been a little bit quiet of late, but the minutes have still been there. Newly acquired D'Angelo Russell in his first game back, in his first game, played 35 minutes. Um, Dennis Schroeder will look a little bit better if there's no LeBron. You know these value plays look a little bit better. Beasley and Vanderbilt didn't play a ton in their first game, but maybe their minutes go up a bit. It's just it's tough with these newly acquired guys. Like everyone's just a bit riskier. And then if LeBron plays too, it's like it's gonna be really hard to prioritize any of these guys. So yeah, that's the Lakers. Finishing up here with Portland. Uh you got Jeremy Grant, questionable, and concussion protocol. Still no Nurkish. Obviously, Josh Hart is traded away. So this team's pretty short-handed. You got Damon to one Probably still have to do everything with this team, probably gonna play mid-30s minutes. I like his ceiling. I don't love the price point, but yeah, this team needs offense and Dame's going to be the clear go-to guy. If Jeremy Grant's out too, then like Simon's clearly the number two option. It would make for a pretty good play in the mid-range. He's going to play close to 40 minutes as well. Eubanks and Waffer are going to split the center position. They're both fine pivots on some of the other centers we mentioned, but I'm not going to prioritize either of these two guys. You should get more run for these value plays like Shane Sharp, Nasir Little. You saw 29 minutes for Shane Sharp last game. Nasir Little played 25 minutes. They would look a little bit better, obviously, if they start Jeremy Grant. In his first game, you saw Cam Reddish start. Only played 17 minutes, but I think those minutes could tick up. Don't know the status of Knox. Don't know the status of Thiable. They're both in. Would make these other value plays a little bit riskier. But yeah, guys, that's going to wrap it up for the DFS video. If you have been enjoying just make sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. And I'll see you guys all in the next video. Good luck in this one.